0: I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode number seven, Modeling Money for Our Kids. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone. I hope you've had a wonderful week this week. And I'm excited to talk about modeling money for our kids. And I have several tips I want to share with you today. And this kind of goes hand in hand about what I talked about last week really modeling for our kids in more of a teaching capacity of what they do with money, as far as giving them their own experiences in earning money, allowance and how that can translate into some of their mindsets around money. The other side of that is not so much teaching with words and experiences, but teaching them with the way we model with money for ourselves. So this comes from our example with money. And I think this is even more powerful of a tool to teach our kids about money than even sitting down and teaching them the concepts of money or even giving them an experience with money because what we model for them is going to be something that they see all the time and it's that constant learning experience and so they're gonna see what we do with money and how we handle money and how we talk about money. It's amazing how much they can absorb from that I remember for years I was very stringent with our budget with money and that was the time I was very worried about money and how much money was coming in and it was just a very tight time because <laughs> my thoughts and my attitude around money was very negative. I remember always telling my kids when they wanted things at the grocery store, I said that's too expensive or that's not on sale or We can't afford that. It just kind of came a mantra. I think too, as a mom, I kept saying that too, hoping to maybe curb (laughs) them asking for things. And I've realized over the years that hasn't really happened. (laughs) They still see things at the store and they're still going to ask. But what it did do that I would notice over the years is then they would begin to ask when they wanted something, they would say, is it on sale? Can we afford this? Is it okay if we get this? Is this going to be okay? And that really spoke volumes to me. Now that I'm in a situation where I've changed my money mindset and I look at money in a whole new way, they're still hanging on to those previous things I taught them in my words and in my actions around money. They're still saying, oh, are we able to afford something like this? Is it possible when our money situation is completely different? The way we view money is completely different. So that's why I think it's so important to take a look at the way we're modeling our thoughts and feelings around money for our kids and our own actions. So I want to dive right in and talk about things to remember when modeling money for our kids. And number one is how do you talk about money in front of your kids? This might be something you want to just examine over time. Here's the other thing too. Because sometimes we can look at what we have done in the past. It's very easy to beat ourselves up over it. It's very easy for us to go, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. I'm terrible. That was wrong. That was not how I wanted to be as a mom. Let's skip that part. (laughs) Let's not beat ourselves up over it, but let's just be curious and examine maybe things we've done in the past. Let's look at maybe some of the things you've talked about in front of your kids. Will you like me and said things like, it's too expensive, we can't afford it, we can maybe get it if it's on sale, so is it on sale? And that's just a few thoughts there of maybe some of the things that we say to our kids about money. It can go beyond that as well in what we say about money. It can also go, and this leads right into number two, is how we speak about others with money or without money, or what do we speak about ourselves with or without money? Now, before I go fully into number two, back on number one, is the words and things you talk to your kids about money, is that what you want your kids to think about money as well? For me, it was really an eye-opening experience if I kept saying, we can't afford this. Is it on sale? It's too expensive. I did not realize at the time that that's the thoughts that now my kids were picking up. And as a mom, looking back on it, that's not really the thoughts and things I wanted them to think about money. I wanted them to see that money is in abundance, that they can create what they want in their lives, that if they want to go out and afford something, they can put forth the effort they need to, to make that happen in their lives. I didn't ever want to portray that there is a scarcity or a limit to what they could possibly do with money. So for me, I thought, oh my goodness, what I have been teaching them is not really what I wanted to teach them in money. I had to start changing how I talk to them about money. For instance, if they look at something at the store and they say, I want this, can we afford it? It's not so much, hey, we can't afford this. I want to then say, this is not how I choose to spend my money today. But if it's a way you choose to spend your money, you can spend your money on this item. For me in my experience that has brought a whole new perspective to money because then it's more of a choice rather than a limitation. So let's go back to number two and talk more about number two. So how do we speak about others with money or without money and what do we speak about ourselves with or without money and what do we make that mean? When we hear of somebody doing very well financially whether it's someone that is succeeding in business and bringing in lots of funds or has a well-paying uh, traditional job or somebody that maybe is more in a celebrity capacity. We might hear of it, not necessarily in dollar amounts, but maybe we might see them in a beautiful home. We might see them driving nicer vehicles. We might hear of people taking elaborate vacations. But how do we speak about that Not only just to our kids, but to ourselves. Well, what do we make that mean? Have you thought about the term filthy rich? Do we say, oh, they're filthy rich. They're spending their money in the wrong ways. If they're that rich, they should give their money away. They should spend their money differently. It's just something to examine and to look at. Even the opposite, we could say, oh, we don't have enough. We don't have that kind of money. We can't afford that. I wish we could. It'd be so nice, you know, if we could earn that. And some of those thoughts may not seem detrimental, but at the same time, they're not very positive. They're not very helpful. They're not helping us move forward to where we want to be. They're kind of keeping us stuck in thinking that there's no way out. For some people, they have it all. For us, we don't. Now, that's just a few examples. I'm not saying this is exactly what everyone thinks, just some examples that can be out there. But we really need to examine, is that something we want to model to our kids about money? Do we want them to start taking on the belief we are people that can't have the finer things in life? We can't have the home that others have. We can't have the money coming in that others have. We can't have the vacations that others have. Do we want them to take on that belief? Do we want them to think or take on the belief that those that are more wealthy out in the world that have maybe the bigger homes, the cars, take the elaborate vacations or whatever it may be, do we want them to take on the belief that they can't be that person? So that's why it's so important to examine what we're saying to our kids about ourselves or others with money. Now it could be opposite. We may even Look at those that don't make a lot of money and make judgments about their situation. Maybe unintentionally and unconsciously, but remember what we're saying to our kids, they're absorbing. For example, if there's someone on the side of the road that's asking for funds, what words are we saying to our kids about them? Do we say, oh, they should go out and get a job? They shouldn't be begging on the side of the road? Or do we say things like, oh, we should help them out because we have so we can give. And I'm not saying any of these are right or wrong. We're just looking at them to see what kind of things do we want to share with our kids and what beliefs are we helping them develop when it comes to money and how others are with or without money. We might say, hey, we're in a really good spot financially. We're doing really well. Do we by chance then say others aren't worth our time because they don't have the same kind of funds it's just something to look at do we look at others with less and say we can't help them or they need to go help themselves it's just something to look at and we're kind of going to extremes here (laughs) we're looking at the judgments we have maybe in very extreme cases for those with wealth or without wealth And that's the other thing to look at is because our kids will hear what we say and formulate their own opinion, but most often they'll start to take on the opinions that we offer them. Do we want our kids to believe that they can't have what they're looking for in life with money or do we want them to think because they have some wealth have a different value than others without wealth? And I think us as moms, we really aren't trying to influence our kids in a negative fashion, but that's why it's so important to look at what we're saying to our kids and what we make that mean about ourselves and others with or without money. I think the reason why it's so easy to compare and to look at differences of those with wealth and without is because we're all trying to figure out where we fit in the world, And it just happens to be that money's an easier way to define that. For some people, they can look at those that have wealth, being able to have more opportunities and being able to have more experiences and being able to have a little bit more freedom with what they want to do. So we kind of rank ourselves on the scale of, are we able to do and become everything we want according to our wealth? It's just like this human biological factor of just Where do we fit and are we able to survive where we're at? And so it's so very easy to compare. But what's important is to help you and your kids gain perspective on what is possible for them. So really ask yourself, what do you want to help your kids create in their own minds about what is possible with money? And to really help them gain a perspective on money is just a tool and an object and not something that defines a human being. And I believe most of you are already doing this. But what we say can really have a big impact on what our kids think about that as well. Something else I want to bring up that I think is a very interesting idea is do you tell your kids how much money you make? Is that an open subject? And the reason why I ask that is because that can maybe help our kids too gain some perspective on what they can do with money and what's possible with what their parents can do with money. So something to think about as you're talking to your kids about wealth and what that can mean. Now, number three is the example we set with how you spend your money. This is just another like observation that a lot of our kids can have. Do your kids get to see how you spend your money? how you save your money, and how you give your money. The easiest one out of all three is how we spend our money. A lot of times our kids can see us at stores. They can see that we're spending money to get goods and services. So that's, an, that's something that's very easy for them to see. They may not always see us saving our money. Especially now with the advent of doing our bills online and being able to transfer money online, it becomes quite easy to just make a few clicks (laughs) at the comfort of our computer and not really include our kids and we're putting money in different categories. But I think it's a great modeling tool to have them come see where you're putting your savings. We're talking to them about accounts and saying, this is the account I put this much money into to make sure we're saving for the future. And that's another thing with giving money too. They may not always see you give money to others. And this may not be something that you incorporate. And if you don't, that's completely okay. But for us in our family, we want to make sure we're giving a portion of our money to others. And do we share that experience with our kids? Are we able to include them in that experience? I think it's just much more powerful to include our kids in all areas of money. So in, spend, in spending our money, in saving our money, and giving money away. Because then they can take that on experience and formulate how that works in their lives. And then it's going to be much easier for them to then take that knowledge and what their parents do and then incorporate it for them are you able to show them and this is going to get into a few more specifics about spending saving and giving your money but do you show your kids putting money into a savings account do they get to see how how much money goes to bills how many of our kids see us making a house payment or payment on groceries and showing them this look this is how much it costs to feed our family for a week do they get to see this is how much we contribute for your funds for the future this is how much we save to eventually take our family on a vacation to make sure we save now for our goals later and that can make a big impact in showing our kids how we divvy up our money and how it goes to benefit everyone in the long run one of the experiences we've had as a family to incorporate our kids into giving money is for many years now, we've enjoyed buying gifts for others at Christmas. And it's just been a great way for my kids to see what that does for them and for others in using our money in certain ways. So it kind of takes them out of the element of thinking about what they want, but then thinking about what would be beneficial for others and I think there's just such a great lesson there because then they give and see the result of that and they get the added bonus of how it makes them feel it also gives them the experience of is this something I want to incorporate for my future too is this something I want to continue to do outside of mom and dads when they're out on their own And then number four is what we model with our actions. So this is a little bit different from number three in the fact that how do we model money when it comes to ourselves and how we spend money for ourselves? And I think for moms, this is especially difficult because from my experience in motherhood, I always wanted to be a mom. (laughs) That was one of my main goals and priorities. And I was really, really excited to become a mom. But I also took on the belief from my own experiences and from my own thoughts that it was my duty to always put my kids first and always do everything that they needed above my own needs. And this really translated into how I spent money. The majority of the time, I would think about what my kids needed instead of what I needed. For example, when it came down to needing new clothes, I focused on what do my kids need? We will make sure that they get what they need. And then if there's something left over, then I can get what I need. I would choose not to spend that money on myself. And I think that is very common when we hear about moms speaking about this, that they say, nope, I just focus on what my kids need. That's what a good mom does. And good is all relative. (laughs) We won't get into that right now. But we put the priorities of our kids above our own. But I did not realize how this could translate for my kids. Of course, they're excited to have the new things and to have what they need moving forward. But if they constantly see that their mom doesn't spend any money on herself or not make herself a priority, they could take on the belief that mom's needs are irrelevant, that they're okay to overlook is one idea that they might take on so they don't then think it's necessary to worry about helping mom out. Another thing that could possibly happen is daughters could see their moms work in this environment and treat themselves this way where they say, nope, our kids are always priority. We don't spend any money on ourselves. Our daughters might think, oh, that's how we need to act as a mom as well. We don't spend money on ourselves. We don't make ourselves a priority. We only spend money and look at the needs of our kids. Is that the mindset we want to give and the model we want to set for our daughters and our sons that moms aren't priority? They're just there to service their kids. And there's no right or wrong answer there. If that's the model you want to set, that's no problem. But at the same time, if it's not the model you want to set, what is the model you'd like to set for your kids? And to making sure that they have a healthy mindset moving forward and how to work with their own families when they're older. Another perspective of that not just in moms but in dads too if let's take for example if dad is constantly working many many hours per week and to bring in income to pay for the necessities of home and family if they're putting those long hours in and not able really to take a lot of time to spend with their family kids may take on the belief that you have to work really really hard for money And that earning money is more important than other things like free time or maybe hanging out with the family. And these are just some examples and not necessarily all the outcomes for our kids. But remember, all the actions we take are being noticed by our kids and they're being incorporated into what they believe about money. Do we want our kids to think they have to put a lot of work in and they have to work really hard for money? Do we want them to think I need to work long hours and not spend as much time with family so I can earn the money I need for my family? Just something to think about. And number five, things to remember when modeling money with your kids is include your kids on decisions with money and allowing them to make their own decisions with money. This is something (laughs) that I've had to learn as a mom, especially as my kids have started to earn their own funds to allow them to make their own decisions with money now we still help them in counseling them where to put their money and dividing it up so it's going to work in their favor for the future that spending money that they have to really give them the freedom to spend it in the way that they see fit Because I think a lot of times as parents, we want to make sure that we can control the environment and their decisions so they can have the most success moving forward. But when it comes to money, they need to have both the successes and the failures with money so they can learn from that. So for example, my kids love to spend money on treats. It is, they love it, (laughs) whether it's fast food, whether it's a sugary treat, They just love it they it's one of their favorite things to spend money on and me as a mom I'm going oh but is that the right way for them to spend their money they could spend it in so many different areas that could last longer and could have a lasting impact but I've needed to take a step back and say it's okay let them spend their money in this way and let them see what that does for them what experience it creates for them Maybe that's what they really want is the experience and not necessarily the lasting effect. I think also when they spend their money in that area and then we've had a couple experiences within a couple weeks later, they find something else of greater value that they wanted to buy. Let's say it was like a game or a clothing item and now they don't have the money for that because they spent their money elsewhere on treats. It's a great lesson for them to then say, oh, if I spend my money on this, I'm either going to need to make more money for something else, or I'm gonna want to save that money to get the bigger item later. And maybe that delayed gratification, but it has taken some patience and some letting go on my part to allow them to learn that. And it's so crucial for them to do that now while the decisions are minimal, instead of letting them just make all their decisions after they leave our home and those decisions could have more of a lasting impact. At the same time when I was talking a little bit earlier do we include our kids on decisions with money? Not only letting them see how we spend and how we save and how we give our own money but do we include them on decisions? So for example if there is maybe a family vacation coming up Do we include our kids on that decision-making process of how we want to spend our money and our time? I think it's really, really important to give them that opportunity to help make those money decisions together. Because then it helps them feel empowered to learn about money on where we spend it to get the most experiences that our family wants and is looking for. And that's also going to be a wonderful model for them for their future lives and their future families because they have had that experience now in their family at home. So I hope you found these five things to remember helpful for you as you're modeling money for your kids. And just going over them briefly is number one, how do you talk about money in front of your kids? Number two, how do we speak about others with money or without money, and what do we make that mean? Number three, what example do we set on how you spend your money, so on how you spend, save, and give your money? What do we model with our actions with money? And then number five, including your kids on decisions with money and allowing them to make their own decisions with money as well. I hope you all have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.